baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Mike Elam, Chris Ranji, today on KMOX. We're going to be monitoring to find out uh, what Nikki Haley is going to say and what they're calling a major uh, speech she is about to give in South Carolina. Nikki Haley, of course, uh, Republican uh, uh, candidate for the presidency. We will see what she says. In fact, she's about to begin speaking now. So if she delivers any sort of big news, we will let you know what that is. But... It is time to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line. We bring in CBS News correspondent out of Jerusalem. Robert Berger is with us this morning on KMOX. Robert, we appreciate your time. How are you? Sure, good. Good morning. Um, so as we sit here now, the United States um, has vetoed a United Nations resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. What do you know of the situation right now and what happens next. We understand that uh, the United States is trying to uh, put together their own resolution. Instead, what do you know of the entire situation? The U.S. didn't like this particular resolution. It felt that it was one-sided, that a ceasefire is simply not enough. A ceasefire has to come along with the release of hostages. So that's what the U.S is proposing in its own draft resolution, not clear at all when that is going to come up for a vote. But what the U.S. would like to see is a six-week ceasefire. This is the proposal on the table in exchange for the release of some Israeli hostages and Palestinian prisoners. So if, if that's the case, how likely are they to get that? You know, the negotiations are showing some sign of uh, moving forward. The U.S. is sending uh, top envoy Brett McGurk to the region. He's due in Egypt tomorrow and here in Israel on Thursday. And today you had the political leader of Hamas holding talks in Cairo to discuss this deal. And so right now, I know that a number of entities, governments, people around the world have been critical of Israel and the way they have conducted operations in Gaza, not necessarily that they are going after Hamas terrorists, but that maybe they have gone um, a, a little too far in how it has affected civilians in Gaza. It is... It, from your perspective, the way you have been seeing it, has the reaction by Israel and the operations there, have they been outsized? Well, you're, certainly Israel is facing international criticism. You have a very high death toll in Gaza, according to the Hamas Ministry of Health, 29,000. Israel says at least a third of those are Hamas terrorists. And the problem that Israel is facing there in Gaza, it's a very small territory, um, very small. And the, you have this uh, military uh, machine of Hamas, or army, if you will, uh, embedded, totally embedded in the civilian population, in hospitals, schools, 
Um, and of course, they've got this underground tunnel network, which Israel is having a really hard time cracking. So the Israelis would argue that, uh, you know, Hamas embedded itself in the population. It carried out this terrible terrorist attack on October 7th. And Israel's trying to minimize uh, the, the, ca the civilian casualties, but it's also going after, you know, Hamas, which is embedded deeply within the population. Talking with Robert Berger from CBS News about the uh, state of what's going on with Israel and Hamas. Robert, I'm, I'm curious, Prime Minister Netanyahu has been pretty clear that he has a end goal in mind, and that is to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. Do you see him changing that, even though he's getting all this pressure from uh, around the globe? Do you see that mission changing? You know, it's hard to say. Certainly publicly, he uh, continues to say that Israel will press on until complete victory. Uh, and the reason for that is the fear in Israel. And, there, you know, there's still a lot of support for this war. You know, there's not an anti-war movement here because you had 1,200 people killed on October 7th. And the feeling is, unless you wipe out Hamas, that there's going to be a similar threat like that in the future. Uh, and no country, of course, would accept that. Um, the question is if there would be some kind of ceasefire, which, uh, the, you know, the negotiations we've been discussing now, uh, if those actually achieve a ceasefire in exchange for the release of hostages. So then you might see a pause to the fighting, and perhaps it would turn in to a permanent ceasefire, even though Israel saying it's, it's still vowing to destroy Hamas. For weeks, Robert, we have heard from members, uh, family members of uh, those who have been taken hostage that they felt like the administration, that Netanyahu, have not been uh, entirely upfront with them about the status of their loved ones, uh, where those hostages might be, also concern about their family members being caught in crossfire with some of these military operations. How do family members right now of all the hostages, and, and, and I'm talking about you know over the course of weeks, how are they now? How do they feel now about what's being done there, and do they feel like enough is being done to retrieve their family members? No, they don't. Uh, I mean, to put it simply, and, you know, they're in a very difficult, they're living in a very difficult situation. You know, these, there are at least 100 Israeli hostages left who are alive. The, the total number is over 130, but it's believed that about 30 are dead. But, you know, they're being held in under, underground tunnels in probably very difficult conditions. And the feeling among the families is stop the war, do whatever it takes to make a deal with Hamas. Hamas is demanding an end to the war. Make a deal with Hamas, get the hostages back, and then worry about destroying Hamas later. It's not as simple as that, of course, uh, for, for the Israeli uh, political leaders who are trying to balance the two, the, the military pressure on Hamas, as well as getting the hostages back. But, uh, you know, the families definitely feel that more could be done to get their loved ones home. Is there a sense of what happens after these military operations are completed in terms of, of what they do with Gaza? What, what happens to that territory after all of this is finished? That's one of the big complaints by the U.S. administration. They feel that Israel doesn't have an endgame. We've seen Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, come here five times, and in the past two or three, he's been asking Israel, okay, well, what happens next? 
Uh, and the U.S. would like to see a path toward a Palestinian state, and Israel is categorically opposed to that, um, feeling that that would pose a security threat like Hamas has. So um, Israel doesn't really have an end game, and this has been the source of criticism not only from the U.S. and Europeans, but also here at home. Uh, there really isn't a plan. Uh, the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, doesn't want the Palestinian Authority, which controls the West Bank. He opposes them taking over in Gaza, and he really hasn't come up with an alternative. Robert Berger uh, joining us from Jerusalem. We appreciate all the information today. Thank you for visiting with us, and we will check back in as we move down the line. Good to be with you. That is Robert Berger, a CBS News correspondent who uh, has been covering what's happening in Israel and Hamas and continues to do so from Jerusalem. He's very good. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.